0: On this podcast, we have Kunal Bhaskaran from Slipstream Performance talking chains and sprockets. Hi, Kunal! Uh, such a pleasure to have you on this Morasha podcast. Uh, our topic is a very technical one, and uh, it's chains and sprockets. And uh, uh, what better than to have someone like you, uh, who's uh, have who's had a fair share of changing these, uh, at slipstream performance. Uh, so yeah, welcome firstly. Thank you for
1: having me on the Modo Asha podcast. I'm sure this is going to be a value add for, you know, all your, all the guys listening into this podcast. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting because it's, I mean, the, the motorcycle drive chain is a pretty simple, uh, you know, component, but at the same time, it's, you know, overlooked and misunderstood, uh, Many a time, so yeah. Let's go ahead, and you can ask the question, and I'll go ahead and answer them uh, as best I can.
0: So, we're gonna get straight into it. Uh, what makes a good chain?
1: Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, to answer that question, uh, the chain we use on our motorcycles, or more specifically, it's called uh, the push roller chain. Uh, it's been around for I think upwards of a century and the basic design hasn't really changed uh, but what has changed um, is the materials that they use and you know how the lubrication is sealed within the rollers um, of the chain you know so this improves improves service life of the chain uh, i think as a motorcyclist i would say uh, the quality of the chain you use on your motorcycle is of paramount importance uh, you know this means uh, getting chain that has been designed for your particular application uh, um, you know and at the same time it uses the best material possible uh, you know while keeping the chain uh, you know affordable. I mean you could you could use the best materials out there but then it might become uh, really expensive so you need to look at a chain that is affordable but at the same time uh, you know does the job. Uh, You know and to keep it simple without getting too technical uh, you look for a chain basically from a reputable manufacturer Uh, This will ensure you get a chain with um, high tensile uh, strength. Also important would be uh, the fatigue strength of the chain Um, and uh, also that, uh, you know, in today's motorcycles, all uh, motorcycles uh, chains come with an O-ring or, you know, even better is if if you could install a chain with an X-ring. So, the the O-rings or the X-ring is basically there to keep the lubrication in uh, and the dirt out of the rollers.
0: We see uh, a 520, a 525, or a 530 pitch uh, on chains. What is a chain pitch, and does it really make a difference uh, if someone is uh, changing that uh, on his motorcycle? So, yeah, that's a
1: pretty interesting question again. And uh, I think it's good that we're going to be covering this here. It's a little technical, and I'm going to answer it in two parts. So, uh, uh, you know, first I'm going to talk about uh, the chain pitch. Um, you know, so chains come in a lot of different sizes. Uh, you know, and chain pitch is basically the difference uh, from uh, different difference in distance from uh, you know one roller pin center to the next roller pin uh, center. And different size chains can have different pitches but uh, different size uh, you know, chains can also have the same pitch. This can be a little confusing, uh, but uh, for example, you know, the common chains that we use on you know, the mid to large capacity motorcycles, the 520, uh, 525 and 530 size chains, they all actually have the same pitch. Uh, so even though a 520 chain is going to be smaller and lighter uh, than, exam- than, for example, a 530 chain, uh, you know, and you, you must keep in mind that none of these chains can be in- interchanged. Even though they have the same pitch, you cannot interchange, say, a 520, 525 and 530 chains, for example. And the reason is that the size difference between this chain, these chains uh, is actually with the width of the inner roller. So a 535 chain is going to be wider and heavier than say a 525 or 520 chain. So keep this in mind when you're, you know, thinking about chain pitch, Uh, even though we hear about this a lot, it's not just the chain pitch, it's also the width of the inner roller that actually makes or could change, you know, the size of your chain. And okay, now we move on to the second part of the question and this is actually, you know, it's what i really enjoy like talking about go fast bits everybody wants to improve the performance of their bike uh, but if you ask me you know in in respect to uh, the drive chain if you ask me what is the best way to improve the performance of your ride uh, i would say the best way is to just keep your bike stock uh, you know the chain stock and if you keep your stock chain clean lubricated and correctly adjusted uh, you know, it's it's going to be the best bet because generally the manufacturer, uh, you know, recommended size will be the best uh, bet for anyone looking at, uh, you know, a balance between performance and chain life. And this is going to be for most riders out there. You know, uh, of course, uh, downsizing, you know, from say uh, 530 to 525 chain is something that we do hear about on the forums quite a bit. And yes, doing this would reduce the overall uh, weight of the chain, uh, you know, uh, thereby reducing, uh, you know, the rotational mass of the final drive and also cutting down on friction. But you got to remember, guys, the optimum chain size is the chain with the smallest pitch that can meet the torque and power requirements of your motorcycle. So, you know, a smaller than recommended chain is going to stretch and wear out faster. So, you know, on, on, for a bike that you're going to be touring around or, on or using for regular use, it's not really the best option. So, I, unless you, you, you know, you're out racing, I, I personally don't see the advantage of uh, shifting, you know, uh, or downsizing from the recommended OEM size uh, to a smaller chain.
0: We get a lot of customers asking us about uh, sprocket ratios and uh, should they go one to up or one to down uh, as compared to their stock. Uh, what is the right way to do it?
1: Yeah, so this was something that I used to uh, get, get asked uh, quite often till maybe like a decade ago. Uh, so a guy would walk into the workshop wanting to change his sprocket ratios Uh, I mean, it it always seemed like the easiest way to get your bike to go faster. You know, damn it man, I googled it, I made the calculations, it's gonna be way faster. But uh, like with everything performance related, uh, you know, every change you make may improve one area and it's definitely gonna impact another. Um, So you know, in respect to sprocket ratios, you can either, you know, gear up or gear down. um, gearing up would technically increase the top end, but it's going to, you know, reduce acceleration. And gearing down, you know, will give you faster acceleration and bottom end, but uh, it's going to uh, reduce your top end. So uh, it all boils down to application and, you know, what you're trying to achieve in the first place. Uh, you know, it's not so much about, uh, you know, changing your sprocket ratios, it's more about, you know, looking at it from the angle of you know where do I want this motorcycle built to go or what am I trying to achieve here. So you know let me explain using some real world scenarios. This is stuff that you know just a couple of them that uh, you know maybe we've all kind of experienced. Um, So say for example you own a heavy adventure bike and you know you ride the trails often. uh, You know maybe you're a slow rider like they say you know everything gets sorted out when you start going faster. Like you know if you can't you can't over the obstacle, oh man, you're going too slow. So yeah, um, you know, you say for example, yeah, you're going over an obstacle and uh, you find, you know, the first and second gear, for example, is too tall uh, for the terrain and uh, uh, the speed you're riding at, uh, you know, maybe you need, you want to ride a little slower uh, because you're not so confident over, over, you know, the bigger obstacles or the bumps or, you know, whatever you're going over. So yeah, maybe in that case, uh, gearing down a little by installing, say, a slightly larger front sprocket, uh, you know, may help your trail riding a little bit, uh, and it's probably not going to sacrifice much of, say, a top end when you're out on the highway. Or you know, if you use another example, uh, like this has happened to me, uh, you know, while you're maybe you know riding a small, smaller capacity motorcycle. Say for example, uh, you know, in the mountains in the Himalayas. Okay, say your bikes, you're you're out there, your bikes are probably pretty loaded, uh, you're up at altitude, Uh, you know, in this scenario, you might also benefit from, say, a larger front sprocket, Uh, it's going to improve again your bottom end, so, you know, the bike revs a little better at altitude. Yeah, so, see, these are some of the real, you know, world world examples where if you know what you want, yeah, customizing, uh, you know, your sprocket ratios is going to help. Um, you know, and when you're talking about uh, gearing up, that's a bit more complicated um, because you know, in in, in most cases, uh, especially with a bone stock engine, uh, I, I think you would see no real benefit, and it might actually hamper your uh, performance. Uh, you know, so I'm not really going to get into talking about uh, you know calculating sprocket ratios. Uh, as a you know, too many calculations that you can do, too many per- permutations and combinations with. Okay, what is a good sprocket? Uh, you know, and there are a lot of calculators available uh, online. You just uh, put in you know what sprocket front sprocket you wanna use and what rear sprocket, and it'll tell you the ratio. Uh, you know, so but to put it you know simply, uh, the right way to customize your final drive ratio uh, is to basically understand your end goal like with any other performance modification, what exactly uh, you want to achieve, you know, and then start with making small changes. Uh, with, so with, uh, you know, sprocket ratio changes, like one easy tip I can give you is, uh, you know, the rule of thumb for changing uh, sprockets is, uh, if you change, uh, you know, the front sprocket by one tooth, it's like uh, approximately has the same effect as changing three or four uh, teeth on the rear sprocket. So, yeah, to reiterate that, the correct way to do this would be to make small changes and also know, you know, what you want your um,
0: end goal to be. This is an interesting question for you, Gunal. Uh How many kilometers ideally should a change sprocket last?
1: This is, this is an easy one to answer. I mean... Come on you know about this man but you just wait till the chain basically falls off the rear sprocket and then it's you're good to go it's time to change uh, the chain and sprockets um, yeah, okay, so to get a little serious, like until recently, uh, you know, chain awareness, that's the term I, I coined and I use, um, you know, it was pretty much non-existent, uh, almost like, uh, you know, motorcyclists, motorcyclists in this country, you know, believe that uh, the motorcycle rear wheel was uh, propelled by an invisible force or something, that's the amount of time or, you know, effort they took to kind of get um, get down and check their chain, uh, you know and sprockets. Uh, Thankfully with more riders wanting to understand their motorcycle and kind of getting more hands-on, this has changed to a large extent I find, Uh, you know. Eventually though your drive chain and sprockets are going to wear out uh, due to the abuse they go through, that's just the, you know, part of uh, uh, riding a motorcycle with a drive chain. Uh, It's being, the chain is open to the elements and it is generally poorly lubricated. Um, Yeah, so the, you know, the the easiest method to know, apart from the first one, where you just wait for the chain to kind of fall off your sprockets. Guys, don't do that. Uh, The easiest method uh, is actually something we call the chain pull-off method. Uh, And all you have to do is try to pull the chain off the rear sprocket uh, at roughly the three o'clock position. You don't need any tools to do this. Uh, You can just put uh, your bike uh, on the side stand. And uh, if you pull back on the chain and if you see more than, uh, you say, half the sprocket tooth exposed, uh, then your chain and sprockets need a replacement. And guys, always remember, uh, you know, no cheating. Um, You you need to change your chain and sprockets together as a set, there are no shortcuts here. You can't be like, oh, but you know what, I'm going to just maybe change the chain right now and after 3000 kilometers, I'm going to change the sprockets. It's just going to be a waste of time. So, yeah, the, the you know, your, your new chain is going to be toast because the old sprockets are worn out uh, from the previous chain. So when you're doing this, guys, please change your chain and sprockets
0: together as a set. So what are the ways that someone can ensure maximum chain drive performance? Yeah, so we all know the answer
1: to this one. Uh, you just basically oil the shear out of your rear chain, and that's going to give you maximum, you know, chain performance. Your rear drive uh, chain and sprockets is going to be like oof, butter smooth. Well, uh, actually, that's not the case. Uh, so you know, it's it's basically three things you need to do to make sure that your uh, you know drive chain and sprockets or the final drive as you call it uh, is clean you got to clean it you got to lubricate it and you got to make sure that it's adjusted correctly so remember the chain awareness bit uh, if you want your drive chain to last and you know give you the correct performance the way it's designed you know step one is to basically get down on your knees and have a look at the chain yeah and uh, you know it, it is a mechanical part and like any other moving part on your motorcycle it it's got to be kept clean and lubricated uh, you know, it, of course, this is very difficult, I know, with conditions in our country uh, yeah, and the chain runs out in the open, uh, you know, it's exposed to elements, uh, you know, and, and yeah, and, I mean, I, I got a simple solution to all this. Unless you got the money to buy a motorcycle with, you know, a shaft drive, that's the solution, guys. Um, you know, buy an expensive motorcycle, um, one with a shaft drive and wait for that to break eventually or you're going to have to cultivate a relationship with your chain. That means getting down there and having a look at it. Thankfully, the engineers that designed the motorcycle chain finally realized that the weak point, you know, in the chain is actually keeping the lubrication in and, uh, you know, most of the road gunk out. So, that's that's when they actually, uh, you know, around the 70s, they decided to put uh, O-rings into the into your rear chain, uh, so this would protect uh, the bushes from wearing out prematurely due to uh, the lubrication escaping and the dirt getting in. Uh, and of course, you know with modern motorcycle chains, uh, we have two types of. Uh, O-ring chains available. One is uh, you know chain with the basic O-ring in them and uh, the better chain or the better design is a chain with an X-ring and you know and this is even better at doing all this while uh, reducing uh, the the, fr- the friction that uh, just an O-ring would cause. Um, The only thing is you need to be careful because O-ring and X-ring chains, they need to be lubricated with a product that is uh, compatible with O-rings. So, so, you know, it's not like you just go out there like a lot of people say and I'm going to use WD-40 for example. Uh, There's nothing wrong with WD-40. It's a super product, product, but uh, it might not be the best choice uh, for your chain just because it's cheap and, you know, and it is a lubricant. Uh, You know, you want something that's O-ring compatible that also repels dirt uh, from sticking to the chain and at the same time, uh, you know, when your chain is spinning, you don't want all the lubrication that's on your chain getting flung off. So yeah, after you clean and lubricate your chain, the third thing you need to do is basically go through your workshop manual or have a look at uh, your rear swing arm and uh, it'll it'll give you, uh, tell you, uh, you know how you need to adjust the rear chain slack uh, and in my uh, opinion this might be different from you know uh, from other people or other recommendations but in my opinion in Indian conditions I think your chain drive chain should be clean and lubricated and yeah this is a bit of a pain in the ass uh, about every 450 kilometers yeah I know it sucks guys but I told you the alternative go get a shaft drive bike. And for lazy people or, you know, the guys like me who've been riding for a while and you just don't want to be bothered with, uh, you know, having to lubricate your chain so often, uh, there is another option and this is actually being tested, um, you know, and they find it to be uh, more effective than the uh, chain loops that you get out of a can. It's it's the chain drip oiler uh, and a go- very good example is, uh, is, is the Scott oiler. So, yeah, if you just want to, you know, kind of, Uh, Reduce the work uh, that goes into maintaining your rear drive chain. Uh, I would suggest you get a Scott oiler. they work really really well. You will of course have to clean your chain uh, frequently as well, might not be as often as before Um, and you will of course have to uh, still adjust your chain when it's required.
0: That brings me to my last question. What is a motorcycle chain master link? Uh, what does it do and do I need to know the kind of clip type or rivet type uh, and is it important to my motorcycle?
1: Yeah, so if you're going to be somebody who is uh, going to be replacing uh, his uh, chain sprocket kit with maybe an aftermarket kit, uh, this is uh, you know something that would be valuable to know. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, just like selecting the correct drive chain, uh, you also need to select the correct type of master link, Um, you know, it's a very important aspect when replacing a chain. Of course, like I said earlier, if you go ahead and buy the OEM uh, chain or if you buy a kit, uh, you know, that's available for your motorcycle, it's probably going to be supplied with the the correct master link and you don't really need to bother about all this information. But if you are somebody who is, uh, you know, maybe buying a loose chain and loose sprockets, this is, this is good information uh, to understand. Uh, yeah, so generally for smaller capacity bikes, uh, like for, for the DID chains, uh, you can use the RJ Clip Type Master Link. Uh, these are pretty similar to what you used to have on the older Royal Enfields. Of course, this uh, link from DID uh, does not come with, um, you know, o-rings. This is a non-o-ring type master link uh, and it also has a safety clip. And uh, you don't need any special tools to install this master link. You just you can push it on with your hand and put, push the slide uh, side plate on with your hand as well. And with a pair of pliers, you can slide the uh, you know the safety clip on. Of course, it being so easy to put the side plate on and uh, the safety clip on, uh, it also makes it uh, you know. Uh, not safe to use for larger capacity motorcycles because the t- chain, chain, your drive chain, del- does have a tendency to twist, and that twisting uh, action could actually, you know, have the, the side plate and the clip come off, and then that could be catastrophic for somebody uh, riding his motorcycle, you know, fast. And I mean, at best, you could have your chain fall off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so and, and this, this pretty much used to happen uh, quite often with uh, safety clip type master links. So moving on from the uh, RJ type of clip, uh, I'm going to talk about the FJ clip. Of course, guys, these designations are for the DID chains. They might be different for different manufacturers, but the principle remains the same. Uh, The FJ Master master Link uh, basically comes with a side plate that needs to be pressed on. So you do need a special tool. Uh, This makes it uh, safer than the RJ and you can use it up to 1200 cc motorcycles I believe. Of course this would not be for something like a Hayabusa with uh, or a you know a super sport. This would be for maybe a 1200 cc motorcycle that's kind of like a classic or vintage design. Okay so moving on from there uh, of course the another difference between the RJ, uh, the FJ and the ZJ is that the RJ is not an O-ring link uh, but the FJ comes with O-rings. Um, you know, so you you can't use the FJ link on a on non O-ring chain because there would be a difference uh, in the overall width of the link. Um, now moving on to the ZJ, this is this is my uh, you know master link of choice. I try to use this as much as possible. Uh, it's the safest for most mid-size and large dipl- displacement motorcycles, and they generally come with this fitted OEM. Uh, you know, it's it's a rivet type link with no safety clip. So you do need, again, a special tool to uh, push the side plate on and then you need to complete the uh, process by riveting uh, the, the link and staking the rivet head. So what happens is now it's it's almost as good as a chain, an endless chain that's, uh, you know, have, that's been riveted at the factory. Uh, it's very, very strong. And it generally, the, the rivet, if the uh, rivet uh, head dimensions or the stake is, is correct, it will gen- generally not part. The chain is not going to part. Um, you know, and uh, uh, you can fit a rivet type master link to, for example, a smaller displacement motorcycle but you can never put a clip style master link on a large capacity motorcycle uh, which has, uh, you know, the um, rivet type link from the OEM. This, this, If you do this, your chain could basically fail. And, you know, as a rule of thumb, just stick to whatever type of master link was originally supplied with your motorcycle. So again, um, you know, using the correct chain uh, that's built for your application is very important and with links you need to look at, uh, you know, the CC of your motorcycle. Don't use the wrong link for the wrong motorcycle. Uh, You know, that could end up either, you know, damaging you or uh, damage, sorry, damaging your motorcycle or injuring you. So, yeah, just make sure that whatever literature you're going through, you know, what link, uh, you know, you need to use on your particular motorcycle.
0: Thanks so much, Kunal, for all this information. Uh, It's there's so much of education in it uh, and uh, it helps people understand the fact that chains and sprockets are just not about uh, (laughs) learning them till they fall off.
1: So, yeah, Abir, it's been uh, my pleasure to do the podcast and I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, and I hope going forward, we uh, you know, are able to do a few more together.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to hear your stories, your motorcycle experiences, what you've been doing and how motorcycles have made your life better. So, if you have something to say, DM us on Instagram. Uh, and I'll be more than happy to get you on this podcast.